Hello? Good morning. Good morning, Sister Sylvia. This is Gwen Didi. Good morning, Sylvia. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Good morning. morning, Happy Saturday. Good morning, morning. Diane. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Deidre. Hey, Deidre, has the the greeter come on yet, guys? Doesn't sound like it. Okay, so, Dondria, can you greet for a second? This is Deidre. Just a second. Just greet if you can. Okay. Thank you. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Welcome to Declare Victory. Who's on the line? Hi, Diane. Good morning, Diane. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Good morning, Diane. It's Dee Dee, Gwen Dee Dee. Good morning, Gwen Dee Dee. Happy Saturday. Thank you for being so committed. Great to have you, sis. You're welcome. Thank you for the mm-hmm. invite. Absolutely. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Who's on the line? Good morning, uh, Sister Sylvia. Good morning, Sister Sylvia. Happy Saturday. Thank you for your uh, um, support. Uh, I do still need you. <laughs> and I know you said you're having um, some surgery, so I've been praying for you. Happy Saturday. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And your mom, yeah, thinking about your mom. Oh, Jesus. Happy Saturday, family. Welcome to Declare Victory. Who's on the line? Hey, good morning. Sorry, you were good morning. Who was that? Oh, this is Janae. Good morning. Good morning, Janae. Happy Saturday. Welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Thank you. (laughs) Good morning, family. Happy Saturday. Welcome to Declare Victory. Who's on the line? Are there any prayer requests? I guess I shouldn't say that what I, since I don't have a paper to write it down. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Just, I, it's, I can, I'm, um, 
going to pray for Bubbly this morning, and then Lavelle will be doing the declaration. So I can um, write down prayer requests if there are any. Thanks, Dynamite Beauty. Happy Saturday. Hey. Hey, good morning. This is Ken Killer Kedra, and um, I do have a prayer request. If we can continue to pray for Vera. That's my aunt. She, uh, I spoke on it briefly a couple days ago, but she, uh, they found a tumor on her brain. So we just gonna pray that that thing dissolve. Amen. Auntie Vera, I got it, sis. Amen. God's will be done. Love y'all. Hi, this is Sister Sylvia. I'd like to ask for prayer uh, for Mr. Wilson. He is <clears throat> leaving Kaiser, going to a skilled facility for rehab, which is good. I just want to uh, ask to pray that everything goes well and he's able to come back home to mom after over a month now. Also, I want to pray for, thank you, my sister Glenda Brown in Chicago. She's in need of a kidney. Thank you. And peace in my family. This is Gwen Didi. I have two prayer requests. Hold on one, one second. Of... Hold on one second. Okay, Gwen Didi, go ahead. One is for the Bradley family. They lost their um the sister Nicole, she lost her husband, her and her daughter. They're grieving really uh, badly. And um, I didn't get the name of the young lady on the news last night. She's a 14-year-old missing young lady. I'm just praying for um, her safety and that um, she will return to her family safely. I'll be looking at the news today to try to see if they'll mention her name again. Okay. So, Gwendidi, the Bradley family, that was one um, prayer request? Yeah. Okay. Got it. And the fourteen year old missing girl. Okay. Yes. Didi. Mm-hmm. This is Charmina. I have the script if you want me to read it. Yeah, you can. It's 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 six after eight. You can go ahead and read it if you want to. Thank you, Dondria. Did you hear me say that I'm a pray in place for Bubbly this morning? Oh, you are? Oh, yes. oh okay. Okay. That's the only um change. Morning, family. It's Rochelle. Dee Dee, keep me up. Is that you, Rochelle? Yes, ma'am. Okay, I got you. Okay, let me go ahead and get started. Um, before we move forward, we'd ask you to mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Trina the Finisher, and I'm your host. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed, too. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you for joining us last month in December, where our monthly theme was entitled Focus. Be sure to join us daily in January, where our monthly theme is entitled Purpose. This means that all our declaration will be regarding purpose and finding and walking in your purpose. There is no announcements today. Okay, Didi, go ahead and uh, you want to repeat the prayer request, the spoken one? No, I'll actually just pray them. Okay. I'll just pray them. I have them written. I wrote them down. 
Okay, the order of the call is prayer and corporate praise is Didi. Um, declaration is Pastor LaBelle. Then we go right into closing comments hosted by Declare. I repeat, prayer and corporate praise is Didi. Um, declaration is Pastor LaBelle. Then we go right into closing comments hosted by Declare. The scripture for the day is Colossians 1.16. For in him all things were created, things in heaven, on earth, visible and invisible, whether thorns or powers or rulers or authorities, our things have been created through him and for him. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing of his daily um, holy word. At this time, we ask you to mute your phone until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call over to the prayer of Robert Didi. Have a blessed day, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jarena. Thank you, Dondria, for stepping in the gap. Father God, this morning, we just take a second to say thank you, Father. We thank you from the rising of the sun until the going down of the same. It's your name that's to be praised, God. We may not understand all that's going on around us, but we choose to trust you, God, in everything, God. Everything, because you already know the ending even before it began, God. You are our great defender. So we just want to take a moment to say thank you. Thank you. We have an attitude of gratitude because you chose to woke us up this morning. And for that, I give you praise, God. Thank you for another day. Thank you for another chance just to do better today than I know I did on yesterday. I know I blew it big time yesterday. So forgive me for anything I may have said, thought, or done that was not pleasing to you, God. If I missed a loss or hurting soul, God, forgive me. It's your grace and your mercy that has kept me to this day. It's not all about me, but I have to make it personal right now because I thank you for the blood that rose through my body right now, for the breath in my lungs, God, for the ability to just get up. Hallelujah. For that, I thank you because it's a gift of life. I thank you for sight and sound. Thank you for the mobility of my body, God. I thank you that I'm able to bend over and touch my toes at 53, God, to do a jumping jack. Some of us take it for granted that we can move. Complaining about aches and pains or not wanting to do stuff. But there are people that are sitting in wheelchairs and hospital beds that would love to just be able to move. So I give you praise this morning, God. Every victor in the sound of my voice this morning has a hallelujah on their breath because you woke them up, God. Wasn't the alarm clock? It wasn't the sound of the neighbors or whatever, but it was you, God. So we thank you this morning that it's your breath in our bodies, God. Lord, bless them to be able to just stop for a second and just re remember who you are, God. Remind us how blessed we really are to just breathe right now, this moment, without oxygen. Hallelujah. Somebody right now is just gasping for air. It's heavy on their lungs, and it's not all COVID-related. Related. It's just life. So help us this morning, God, to just be mindful of how blessed we really are, God. We can't take one single breath for granted this morning. I thank you, Father, just for another day, another chance at this thing called life, God. We declare victory this morning. I call out bubbly to you this morning. You know everything that she's facing, God. Give her peace. Let the doctors figure out what's going on with her, God. But give her pain, relieve her pain right now, God. You heard so many prayer requests, God. You heard Kedras ask for healing for Aunt Vera. God, you are Jehovah Rapha. You heard the continual prayer request for Mr. Wilson. Please mute your line. 
You heard the continual prayer request for Mr. Wilson as he gets ready to be transitioned to another facility. Make sure that facility is clean. Let them take good care of him. God, let nothing come on him. God, I just ask for protection over Mr. Wilson, for Glenda, for kidney, and for peace in, in, um, in peace in the family for Sister Sylvia, God. Glendidi is praying for the Bradley family and loss of a husband and a father. And for the 14-year-old girl that's missing, God, let her be found, God. And our sister Rochelle is hurting. God, her, she lost her brother-in-law, and then her father is in, in a hospital, God. And we know what's going on right now. Some of these hospitals, some of the care is not up to par, but God, you are still the physician. You are still the nurse. You are still there. You are still in the midst of it all, God. So I just ask you for that and for a praise report for Tanya's son and just continue to bless Josiah. God, you know everything. There's just so much going on. But we choose to praise you, God. We choose to praise you just like David did when he when he chose to declare that he would still stay in a posture of praise in every season of his life, no matter what he was facing, God. So we choose to continually praise you in this season, God. With everything going on around us, we still have a praise, God, because we know that you are still God and you are still good. No matter what is going on, we have to have the, the attitude of praise. Hallelujah. Because there's none like you in all the earth. When we believe what we receive and we pray that we won't whine, we will worship. Pity will turn into praise no matter what it looks like. Yeah, we know people are leaving here. We know people are losing homes, losing lives. But, God, you are still good, God. You are there in safety for us. You are security. You're there. You are our shelter, God. So we choose to cast every care on you, every fear on you, all our anxieties, all our worries and troubles to you, God. We give it all to you because you are our hiding place. You are our refuge in time of trouble. And we are in trouble, God, in this day. But we know that you are our protector. You are our defender. You go before we know, God. You go and you bring back the head of our enemies. So right now, we can have peace that is already done because you go before we even know we're in war and you come back and you call it victory. We have victory this morning over everything, over every sickness, over every dementia, over every diabetes, over every cancer, COVID, whatever it is. Put that. We know that we have victory over that, God. So this morning, listen, there's the instructions. As you take your phones off mute, please pray to God. Pray to God from a heart that's postured right. And then turn it into praise. Because with prayer, it goes into praise. Victor, take your phones off mute Jesus, and give Jesus, God what he is due. Thank him for the breath of your body. Thank him that you are still able to sing a Thank you. 
so much going on. Um, and as we deal with purpose today, um, the word of the Lord says in Ephesians chapter six, verse number 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil as we deal with purpose today. And I want to, I want to kind of, um, approach this from the back door and you'll understand why I, why I said that and why I'm doing that. Um, and so, um, when, when, and I know we have a lot of ministers, female and male on the call, and this is no way, uh, trying to dig at you and tell you how to do anything. Um, but there, there are at least, at least, and, and I'm going to keep it at that, at least three ways, <clears throat> excuse me, that you can approach any text in the Bible. Um, there, there's what you call uh, topical preaching. Secondly, there's what you call textual preaching. And then uh, there's what you call expository preaching. Topical preaching is simply uh, when you think of a subject that you like and you go back to the Bible and you find a scripture to match the subject and the emphasis is more on the subject than it is on the text. And, and most of the time we end up uh, what we end up doing, we end up eisegeting the text instead of exegeting the text. In other words, we read into the text our own belief instead of extracting from the text what the Holy Spirit has literally uh, placed in, in that text. And then there's what you call textual preaching. And textual preaching is when you preach the text just like it's sitting in the text. And of course, it's always good to be scriptural in your teaching and your preaching, but even in that, uh, sometimes you can miss the mark. And I've said this before, but it kind of fits right here simply because the Bible was written in its original Hebrew and Greek languages. And there are 12,000 Hebrew and Greek words. And in the English language, there are uh, about only 6,000 words. And when the Bible was translated into our English language in around 1611 AD. And during the translation, many passages in the Bible, um, um, the translator had to duplicate the words by using the same word, but a different meaning. So let me give you a window to help you see what I'm talking about. For instance, um, and, and, and as I'm doing this, I'm going to give you some Greek words, but I'm going to I'm not trying to be deep today. I'm just trying to give you what the Holy Spirit gave to me. And so when I when I when I say the Greek words, I'm going to say the meaning and 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 all of that. Okay. For instance, in Matthew 28 and 11, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, "All power in heaven and earth is given unto me." Well, the Greek word is ekousia, which means authority. And uh, the new uh, the new King James Bible uh, and the new um, American Standard Version reads, and Jesus came and spake and said, all authority. 
uh, has been given unto me. Acts 1 and 8 says, you shall receive power. There it is again. The Greek word is dunamis, uh, from where you get the word dynamic and dynamite. I mean, it's spelled the same way, but it has a different meaning. And then in Ephesians, I believe it's 6 and 10, it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power. There it is again. The Greek word is kratos. It comes from the idea of demonstrative power. So in other words, it's the same spelled word in our English language, but it has three different meanings. So let me give you one more, and then I'll move on. For instance, in Matthew 7 and 7, the Bible says, ask, A-S-K. And just the little word ask, there, there are several words um, just for the little word ask. Legos means to break the silence. Deamai in the Greek means to beg God. Puntaramai in the Greek means to question God. Epiateo in the Greek means to put demands on God. Ateo in the Greek means an inferior talking to a superior. Eriatao in the Greek means one superior talking to another superior, uh, meaning that the writer in his translation, he had the same spelling, but each word has different meanings. And that's why Second Timothy says you should study. But then there's what you call, and what I like to do, is expository preaching and teaching. And it deals with, first of all, interpretation, which means you find out what the Bible is saying. And then there's what you call investigation. You find out what the Bible means. And then there is what you call application. You find out where you fit, how you fit into that text. Because whenever you read the Bible, you, you have to understand that it was never designed for other people because James said it's a mirror. And whenever you look in a mirror, it's, 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 it's not uh, for your neighbor, but it's for the person who's literally looking in the mirror. And, and that's why it's not always good when you leave church saying, Pastor, you told them. Uh, no, it wasn't for them. It was really for the one listening. And in saying that, um, let me just take a few minutes and unpack what the Holy Spirit packed in these two verses on purpose, and 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 I'll leave y'all alone this morning. So he he opens this passage by literally saying, "Finally, finally," and and I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, um, I couldn't get past that uh, because. Uh, because, of, of course, whenever you, you see this word finally, it, it, it's always a word uh, that literally uh, church folks like to hear. It, it, it's a church word. I mean, we sit through all of the worship service, a long devotion, long prayer service, long praise and worship. Uh, we've given in the offering and, and we've heard a long sermon and we, and we wait for the man of God to say finally because we're waiting uh, to, to leave. And so so when I saw this word, what I wanted to do last night as I was reading it and putting this declaration together, I wanted to rush to the conclusion of the text because I thought that's what exactly what Paul had in mind because of the geographical location of this text, because he places this bird at almost the end of his writing in the book of Ephesians. I mean, he had, he had literally completed five chapters and, and chapter six in the middle of it, he says, finally, and so I was a bit baffled, and so and so I, I thought it was over, but it, it's the Greek word loyapon, 
Uh, and the Greek word loipon for the word finally doesn't mean finally in the extent that it's over, but what he's doing is literally saving the best for last that I've, I've been giving you a lot of stuff, but listen, he said, don't, don't leave your seats until I share with you what this verse has to say. And so he says, finally. And, and so as I'm digesting this last night, I, I had some difficulty in trying to comprehend this because me being a pastor, me being a Bible teacher, uh, I, I had to go back and, and look because of what Paul had already impacted in my life in the previous chapter. So I, I went back to chapter one because in chapter one, he blows my mind uh, with what he deals with in chapter one because he opens by dealing with this thing called election. And election is a passage that's kind of difficult for newborn believers to kind of understand uh, because when you open the Bible and when you come to a regular worship service, it looks like salvation is literally on your part because when you head towards the door that says exit, on this side it says whosoever will let him come. And so you think it's your decision because you're the one coming. But once you walk through the door and look at it from the other side, it says for in Romans chapter eight, for whom he did foreknew, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. So when you approach this door, it looks like it's your decision. But when you look at it from the other door, because of your purpose, it was the Lord all the time. And so he says in Ephesians one and four, it says, according as he has chosen us, oh my goodness, and the word chosen, watch this, is, is in what we like to call the aorist tense. It meant that God acted alone without a Supreme Court, without Congress, without anybody else. God made a decision. But, but it's not only an aorist tense, it's also a middle voice, which means he acted by himself, but he also acted for himself. And that means I was chosen by God, but I was chosen for God. Ah, purpose is all in there. So when you understand that you don't allow other people to push you off of your purpose and push you off of who you really are because you have been chosen and purposed by God. And then, and then when I looked at that, I wanted to know when did the election take place? And I didn't have to leave uh, verse four, chapter one. He said it was before the foundation of the world. And that means before my mother knew my daddy, I was already purposed and chosen by God. That means that I'm no accident that my mama didn't just slip up and mess up and my daddy didn't just slip up and have a one night stand. I literally have a purpose because I was chosen by God before there was a when or a where. And so chapter one deals with this matter of election, but I kept reading. It also deals with this matter of adoption. Oh, because I, I was not just chosen I have been adopted, and, and you have to understand the difference because adoption is a little different than conversion. You see, when I'm converted, I have my father's nature, but when I'm adopted, I have my father's name. Um, uh, sometimes a man can uh, perhaps get a child outside of wedlock, and he can't, uh, because of his marital status, he keeps this child uh, hid on the outside. Well, it might help him, but it's not good for the child. And so the boy grows up knowing this is his daddy. He has his daddy's nature. He looks just like his daddy. He acts just like his daddy. He walks like his daddy. The mama knows that it's his daddy. The boy knows that's his daddy, but he don't have his daddy's name. 
And so the old man can be a millionaire and die, and the boy will never get a quarter because he doesn't have his daddy's name. But when the father adopts the child, he already has his nature, but now he has his daddy's name. So whatever happens, the boy can get part of the estate because he's got his daddy's name. What I'm trying to tell y'all simply this morning um, is that when the Lord saves us, he purposes us, and then he turns around and adopts us. So that means that I don't care where I go. I don't just have my father's nature, but I also have my father's name. And so now I can say, like Paul, that I'm an heir of God and I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. And, and, so, and so when I looked at this, and, and I'm, I'm trying to rush through this, but, I, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited as I'm, as I'm talking. I, I was a little concerned when I read this, what I had already covered in the previous uh, chapters, uh, uh, because chapter one, it deals with the privilege of the believer. Chapter two deals with the pardon of the believer. Chapter three deals with the power of the believer. Chapter four deals with the practice of the believer. Chapter five deals with the purity of the believer. And chapter six deals with the persistence of the believer. And so, and so when I'm reading this, I mean, he literally blows my mind before I even got to the chapter that I'm reading. And then, and then the second thing that I discovered is that the Ephesian church is that, is that it was on the cutting edges of all great churches because of their purpose. It was the metropolitan church. It was the church where everyone wanted to be identified with because of its previous administration. Because if you if you know anything about the Ephesian church, it was founded by uh, the Apostle Paul, uh, according to Acts chapter 19. And, and after Paul served as pastor, his younger son, Timothy, came and took the helm of the ship and served as pastor. And then Apollos, that great preacher, uh, that preached across the nation, came to the Ephesian church and preached, and Peter did some work in the church. Remember, uh, Priscilla and Aquila did evangelistic work in the church, um, and John, the beloved disciple, the one who penned the Gospel of John, 1st, 2nd, 3rd Epistle of John, and the Book of Revelation, was a charter member of the Ephesian church. And you remember after Jesus died on Calvary, he wheeled his mother to his best friend, John. So wherever John went, the mother of Jesus went to. Now, can you imagine in your mind um, a church where Paul served as pastor, Timothy came behind him and pastored, Apollos preached in the church, Peter preached there, Priscilla and Aquila did evangelistic work there. And let me play with your mind for a minute. John, the beloved disciple, was now the superintendent of Sunday school and the mother of Jesus was the president of the mother's ministry. I mean, can you imagine that? And despite all of that, sometimes when you look at the leaders and the leadership, sometimes uh, I've discovered churches get beside themselves. We start have this. We start having this bragging right, and 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 when we mention our church, we kind of stick out our chest. And 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 I mean, it is good to spotlight your church, but but you got to be careful because you'll set yourself up for the devil. And so I needed to know what was going on when I looked at this passage according to their purpose, and why Paul would say. Uh, what he said, and 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 he said to me, preacher, you 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 ain't got to go all the way back through Ephesians. He said you can look at chapter four, and he said there's some things that the Ephesian church, in spite of their purpose, 
started falling into that I knew that they were setting themselves up for the devil. I said, is that right? I said, well, can you explain it to me? He said, yeah, because if you watch Ephesians 4 and 25, he said, listen, he said, I've discovered that you're doing a little too much lying in the church. He said, put away lying. And then he said, because if you're lying in, in, in 4 and 25, he said, you're getting angry in 26. He said, if you're lying in 25, you're getting angry in 26. He said, you're giving place to the devil in verse 27. He said, you're lying in verse 25. You're getting angry in verse 26. He said, you're giving place to the devil in verse 27. He said, you started stealing in verse 28. He said, because you're lying in 25, you're getting angry in 26. He said, you're giving place to the devil in 27. He said, you're stealing in verse 28. He said, you started cursing in verse 29. He said, because of your purpose, he said, he said, because you're lying in 25, you're getting angry in 26. He said, you're giving place to the devil in 27. He said, you started stealing in verse 28. He said, you started cussing in verse 29. And he said, you start grieving the spirit in verse 30. He said, because you're lying in 25, getting angry in 26, giving place to the devil in 27, stealing in 28, cursing in 29, and grieving the spirit in 30. He said, you gotten bitter in verse 31. He said, and because of all of that, I need you to know that in spite of your purpose, he said, I need you to be, be strong. Now, I'm going to be honest with y'all. That's as far as I got in this declaration on yesterday. But we're going to allow the spirit to kind of guide us as we go through. So, so I, I really don't know how to do declarations. I know how to I, I, I know how to preach and, and, and I know scripture. So 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 he said finally. And then he said, brethren. He said, he said, I need you to understand and and, and, and this Greek word uh uh is artifacts for this word brethren. It means from the same same womb. Now now quite as it's kept, we're we're related by womb. It it's 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 literally a spiritual womb that we're all born of the same heavenly father, which means we have the same father, we have the same family, we have the same fortune, we have the same future because we have been saved through the same faith. Now, somebody listen, that's great alliteration. And so, and so I need you to look and, and look at, I need you to look at you and look at, and, and I need you to look at myself that whenever we're going through, I should never rejoice because of what you're encountering, because I could be next on the list. And so you should also look at me when I'm down. Don't laugh because I'm down. Don't laugh because I'm going through what I'm going through, because you, you can be a candidate for the same thing. So we must all bear in mind that we all go through some things. And, and that's why when you come uh, to church and, and when you even get on this line, on the declare victory line, you have to have patience and be kind to other folks because just because you're not going through it today and I'm going through it, there's a date on the calendar for you for the same situation. So he says, finally, he says, finally, finally, my brother, he says, be strong. And the Greek word is endudomia. It's a compound word and, and meaning exactly what it says. God, in essence, God needs you declared victory to be a container. In other words, he wants to use your body as a container. Uh, those of you who were listening to my sermon last week, uh, I came from Romans 12 and 1, uh, Psalm 34 and 1, and Romans 12 and 1 presents your bodies. In 1 Corinthians 6, 19, know ye not that your body is the temple of God. Verse 19, therefore glorify your body, which is the temple of the Lord. In other words, what he's saying, because of your purpose, he wants to live in you. 
And that's why, because of your purpose, you have to watch the stuff that you put in you because you and the stuff, God said, listen, he said, I'll wait until you get that out. And sometimes that's why he puts a load on us and puts pressure on us, even in the midst of COVID-19, even in the midst of what you may be dealing with so he can get the stuff out of us because he wants to live in us. He says your purpose is, is so strong. He wants, he wants to live not in the church building. He wants to live in us. And there it is again, Romans 12 and 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies. He said, the least you can do is give me your body. He said, the least thing you can do is make yourself presentable so I can live in you. You, you, you see, when he lives in us, he takes charge of us. Revelation um, 3 and 20 says, when he shows up at your door, he shows up as guests. But once you let him in, he becomes the host. Ah, let me give you a window to help you see what I'm talking about. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He's the guest. If any man opens the door, I will come in and sup with him. But watch this. He said he's going to sup with me. That means I come in as guest. But when I get in the house, I take over as the host. And what I'm trying to tell you is that either he's Lord over all or he ain't Lord at all. Either you're going to let him be resident or he ain't going to be, either you're going to let him be president or he ain't going to be resident. Either you're going to let the Lord drive or he doesn't want to ride because he takes over whenever he shows up. You don't have to take my word for it. Uh, 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 you can ask Joshua when they get ready to fight the battle. He saw this angel standing between heaven and earth with this breastplate of God on, uh, helmet of God on, sword drawn. Joshua looked at him and said, man, are you for us or against us? He said, I'm not here to take sides. I'm here to take over. And whenever the Lord shows up, he takes over. Y'all, I got to slow down because I'm getting excited. So, so, so in other words, the Lord is not your co-pilot. He's the pilot. He, he says he wants to live in us. And then he says in Deuteronomiah, be strong dunamis. And it actually carries all the powers of God wrapped up in this one little word. And, and so I needed to talk to him about that. So, so I said, I said, why do I need to be strong? He said in verse number 11, he said, put on. He says, in other words, clothe yourself with the armor of God and that you may be able to stand against. And the word against is the Greek word pious in the Greek. It's the same word as found in John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with pious. It means face to face. That in John 1 and 1, Jesus was face to face with the Father. In the beginning was the word Logos, and the word was with Theos. In other words, God, God the Son, and God the Father were face to face. And he says in Ephesians, you're going to be face to face with the devil. He says, put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles. Ah, wiles, wiles. Watch this. Thank you, Lord. Uh, any of you ever watch um, 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 uh, the Roadrunner show? It's not a trick question. I, I mean, when I was coming up, my daddy was a great TV watcher. He used to cartoon watcher. He used to love watching Roadrunner, and 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 it used to make me mad. Uh, stuff to get around any normal uh, that that get any normal person. Roadrunner would somehow get around it. Well, forget about Roadrunner for a minute. Remember the fella that used to chase him? His name was Coyote. Uh, don't miss his name, Wiley Coyote, W-I-L-E Coyote. Uh, 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 here it talks about putting 
on the whole armor of God that you might stand against the wiles of the devil. Wow. I found out about the coyote. If he couldn't get him with uh, the rope on the floor, uh, uh, he was always going to act me and buy some bomb. Well, 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 while the devil is just like that, the devil is like Wiley Coyote. God has made us like roadrunner. And what God will do, God will provide an escape, a, a, a deliverance, and a victory over the devil. Baby, you ain't got to worry about the devil. Just worry about yourself. And the Greek word for wild is methodeia. It's where we get our English word method. In other words, Satan has his methods. In other words, the devil is not dumb. Matter of fact, watch this. He used the same techniques now that he did when he brought Eve down, and it's still working. There's only one person who was able to get through that, and that was Jesus himself. Matter of fact, the devil's so smart, he takes the same scripture in the Bible for his mission statement that Jesus uses for his mission statement. What are you talking about, Jones? John 10 and 10, the thief cometh but for the steal, to kill and, to, and destroy. That's the devil's mission statement. And the Lord used the same verse. He says, but I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. But he has his method. Second Corinthians 2 and 11, be not ignorant of the devices of the devil. And the word device is the word noamar in the Greek. It comes from the word meaning understanding. The root word of noamar in the Greek is noieo, which means to think. And the root word of that is noose, which means mind. In other words, the devil is after your mind. In the midst of this pandemic, y'all, I was going through it the other day. He loves to play mind games. And, and there ought to be somebody on the line. Uh, uh, matter of fact, he's dealing with somebody right now as I'm teaching this thing. You see, if, if, if the devil got your mind, he got your man. He wants to play games with your mind, and the devil will try and make you think that you're not going to make it when the Lord says, I'll supply every one of your needs. The devil will try and make you think that somebody is after you, and the Lord says, if I'm for you, I'm more than the world against you. The devil loves to play mind games. Think about your purpose. The thing you have to understand is when you're with the Lord, you're never by yourself. Romans 8 and 28 says, and we know. Romans 8 26 says, and we know not. Now, Paul, do we know or, or don't we know? He says in Romans 28, and we know that all things work together for good. But in Romans 8 26, he says, we know not what we ought to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit helpeth. And the Greek word for helpeth, watch this, is soon unto lobotomy. Sounds like a big word until you slice it up. Soon means united. That means when I'm saved, I'm united with the Father the Son, and the Holy Ghost. God the Father is behind me. God the Son is ahead of me. And God the Holy Spirit is in me. He was donated at Bethlehem, demonstrated at Calvary, but illustrated at Pentecost. In essence, I'm united with the Godhead. But antis is the second part of the word, which means over against. Now, when I'm at the gym, well, when I was at the gym, my workout partner was always trying to get me to lift weights that was too heavy for me. And he says, Reverend, I'm going to spot you. And so here I am. I'm under the load trying to lift the load. But my trainer's above me pulling up on the load. But while I'm pushing, he's pulling. But he's talking to me at the same time. He says, Reverend, you're almost there. Reverend, don't, don't quit on me. Come on, Jones. Come on, Jones. I, I can see the muscles getting stronger. Come on. And, and, I, and, 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 and here I am trying to get it up. When, when he sees that I can't handle it no more, he takes the load and he says, I told you, you can do it.
And so let me close with this and my encouragement to you because of your purpose. Finally, my brother, be strong. Now notice this word strong, is, it's, it's in present tense, which means it's in the process. It's in the passive voice that means the subject is being acted upon. In other words, he's telling me to do something that I really can't do it. And I hear people say all the time that the Lord will never tell you to do something that you can't do. Stop telling people that. Yes, he will. He always tells you to do stuff that you can't do, so he'll show you that he'll do it for you. You know, we tell folks all the time that God won't put more on you than you're able to bear. But yes, he will. He'll put more on you than what you can bear so he can show you that he'll bear it for you. I mean, you tell me to be strong. Then he uses a, a, another little word. He says in. And, and it's what you call in locative tense. Y'all, I'll be out of here with, in, in a moment, y'all. I'm not trying to be deep. I'm just trying to get through with this. Uh, in other words, he, he says, listen. What you need, you can't find it within yourself. I know you got purpose. I know I'm with you, but you can't find it within yourself. You got to go out of your, outside of yourself to get what you need. And Jude 24 says now. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't even get past that now. And, and, and normally when you see this word now, it, it's an adverb. In Luke 14, come, come for all things are now ready. It's an adverb, but in Jude 24, now instead of it being an adverb, it's a conjunction because it's connecting verse 23 with verse 24. Unto is a preposition, and a preposition is what we like to call a preposition, which means where I am now is not where I'm going to end up. Where I am now is a comma, not a period. In other words, I'm not to park here, but just to pause. You see, there's a difference in pausing and parking. You see, when you park, that means you're giving up. When you pause, you're just catching your breath. Now unto him, and him is a pronoun, but it's an objective pronoun. That is a pronoun, but it's a subjective pronoun. And normally in the English language, you don't add an objective and a subjective together. It's either or, not both in. And when I saw it, I knew that Jude was the brother of Jesus, and I knew that he was supposed to have his language together. So, 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 so I emailed Jude, and, and I said, Jude, you, you talk to me. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i doing the declaration this morning, and, and, and I'm trying to get this thing together. So why would you put an objective and a subjective pronoun together? He said, preacher, really? He said, I'm just writing what the Holy Spirit uh, uh, told me to write. But, but this is not the first time uh, 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 this is mentioned. He said, preachers scattered all over, all over the Bible. I said, well, can you give me an instance? He said, well, you remember in the book of Exodus when God told Moses to go down and tell Pharaoh to let my people go? I said, yeah, Jude, I, I, I remember that. He said, remember Moses said, who, who shall I say sent me? I said, yeah, I remember that because, I mean, he was going to uh, get folks out of Egypt and he knew they were going to be full of questions and they weren't going to want to leave their burial ground and they were going to have hesitations about following a preacher they didn't know. I, 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 I said, say, you need to give me something to go on. He said, he said, tell them that I am. Moses said, well, if they ask, what if they ask for a last name? He said, well, if they ask for a last name, tell them that I am that I am. But when I looked at this Greek word, Greek text in Jude 24, the word that is not even in there. Here's how I'd read in the Greek text in Jude. Unto him, Abel. In other words, y'all, I'm done. What Jude was saying in the midst of this pandemic, thank you, Lord. Him is Abel.
Now I, I know that's not good grammar, but that's good grace. I mean, I mean, is 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 there anybody on the line who knows him is able? I mean, the Hebrew boys found it out in the book of Daniel. They they said, I'm not sure if, if God will deliver us out of the fire furnace, but one thing we do know is that him him is able. And and I mean I mean you can look around and 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 look at people and 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 say I I don't know what you've been through and I don't know where you are but but I believe I got somebody on the line who 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 I need to tell that the God I serve is able. Now notice he said be strong in the Lord and the power of his love and in, in his might. And I'm, let me conclude with this. Uh, I, I was reading and I found out that one day over in New York City, all the electricity had went out. Uh, the whole city was blacked out except for the Statue of Liberty. And they couldn't figure it out how all its lights all over the city was out. Uh, but the Statue of Liberty was still shining. And so they did a little investigation on it and they discovered what it was, is that the Statue of Liberty was getting its power from Pennsylvania. In other words, it was located in one place, but it was getting its power from somewhere else. And I'm talking to somebody on the line. I, I, I know your enemies can't figure you out how it is that lights all around you have gone out, but your light is still shining. And you've got to tell them because my power comes from another place. Finally, my brother, oh, I don't want to let this go. Be strong in the Lord and the power. Now, this greatest power is, diff is a different kind of power because Matthew 28 says that all power and, and the power of authority, and can I tell you, it's good to have the power of authority, but when you have purpose, and I should tell you that when you're born again and you have purpose, that God will give you a uh, power of attorney. That means that when the attorney can't be there, you have the legal right to sign on your behalf. And that's what God has done for you and me. He said, since I'm going back to heaven, he said, because of your purpose, I'm giving you power of attorney that when you speak, I'm going to stamp behind your word. That's why when you speak to the devil, it's like the Lord speaking himself because he has to put something, he has put something in you that's called authority. That's why you ought not run just because the devil's trying to get you down. Because the Bible says, if you submit to the Lord, if you resist the devil, he'll free, flee from you. You know, I hear people saying, I beat the devil running, but I want to tell you, you ain't got to beat him running. Matter of fact, you ain't even got to run at all. If you stand your ground, the devil will do the running. But then Acts 1 and 8 says, you shall receive power. And that's explosive power. Now, we, we don't know uh, a, a lot about dynamite, but the one thing we all know about dynamite is that dynamite rearranges whatever it comes in contact with. And that Holy Ghost power will rearrange your life. It'll give you new inspiration, new aspiration. Start looking with new observation, counting with new calculation, because old things have passed away. And behold, all things become new. You walking around as a saved person, you got something in you that the world can't take from you. Matthew 16 and 18 says, behold, I stand at the door. It's, it, it, says, it says, I stand at the door and knock. Oh my God. Matthew 16 and 18 says, 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 upon this rock I'll build my church. He takes his uh and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He takes his authority and placed it behind his church. He put his power in the church. That means everywhere you go, you 
You, because of your purpose, represent the power of God. And this greatest power is the same power that God used when he raised Jesus from the dead. In other words, that, that, that's a special power that gets you up from a dead situation. And so as I close, y'all, I don't care how bad it is. If it's not bigger, y'all hear me when I say this. If it's not bigger than a dead Jesus, because of your purpose, you've got victory over dead situations. Mm -hmm. I quit. That's enough. All right, who's on the line? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Great morning. Good morning. Good morning. Evangelist King. Virginia Hi, King. Hey, Mama. Hey, Mama. Hey, baby. All right. Anybody Hi. else? Come on. <laughs> Good morning, Victor family. Pastor Lavelle, good morning. God bless you. Good morning, Brother Jeff. Good morning, Pastor Lavelle. Good morning, D.D. family. Good morning. Who, that was a man, too. Who was that? Hey, yo, you know who it is. What's up, Brother E? All right, Pastor. Good, good morning, morning, Pastor Lavelle. Thank you so much for that declaration. This bless you. All right, God man. bless you, too. And who else was that? All right, who else Ms. was that? D. Miss D. Hey, Miss D. Hey, Miss D. Sister Soldier. Hey, man. Good morning. <laughs> Anyone else? <clears throat> yes, good morning. Good God morning to you. And happy New Year to you. And good morning. You yeah. Thank you for that declaration. It was wonderful. This is sufficient. Oh, bless you. All right. Were there any aha moments in the declaration? Any comments? Any questions? Now is your time. I know I said a whole lot. I wasn't trying to be deep. I was just trying to get through it. Hey, hey, so. hey, sir. It's six. It's, it's Saturday morning, brother. Did you have to come like that? That was amazing. Um, you said so much, but what had me is when you talked about the adoption part, and then when you even mentioned how maybe you were conceived as the I'm not going to word it like you worded it, but as a love child, you know, and the, and the father can't really claim you, all that part in there, that was so rich, Lavelle, because I think so many people are wounded. I, I know for a fact that when you don't know your identity or you can't really claim your, your last name, that sometimes will throw your whole life off, right? So the way you just brought it this morning, it blessed me so much. Um, you said a lot. You said you shared a lot, and I'm just going to um, – Go back and read some more. And I'm grateful that you broke down the different ways of teaching, too, because I think that makes a difference. So, as always, amazing word this morning. You blessed me, and thank you, because I needed to just hear, hear it brought that way, if that makes sense. I love you, brother. And also, thank you for who you are in this season, because I think we overlooked that, although we are all going through stuff, you know, we have to, to remember that to take time out and just breathe in this season because I bet I bet you every day this month, then January is what's the ninth day, two or three people have passed away that I knew. So it's a lot, but we got to still trust God through it all and through this season. So I just want to tell you thank you, and I love you. Bless you. Thank you, Mr. D. 
Good morning, Pastor Lavelle. Um, I thank God for you this morning. You said a mouthful and more. Um, as you were speaking and towards your clothing, you were talking about um, to him able, him is able, the song from, Snow, uh, what is his name, Smokey Northfield, God is able, came to mind, and, you know, that he can't fail. And I was going through some things earlier in the week, and um, I had um, just convened with God that I was just going to trust him through the situation, no matter what it looked like. And, of course, him able came through. <laughs> And that's all I'm going to stand on from here on out. And I, I, your whole declaration, I, I have to go back and just, you know, I really feast on it. But um, I just thank you this morning. That's the icing on the cake. Tim well, is my, a... My, my, big mom, my big mama had her theology right, just her English was wrong. <laughs> Him is able. And that was enough. I agree. <laughs> More than enough. All right. Anyone else? Come on. Yeah, Pastor Lavelle. Yes. Yeah. What I what I liked is when you talked about in New York when all the lights was out all around and the statute of limited um the statute of liberty was still lit. And you know, when I picked it in my mind while she was still lit up there, she had a torch in her hand which was a light and it was stretched oh. up towards the it was stretched towards the heaven and that light to me was the light of the world. You know what I'm saying? And I pictured that as being all the lights might go out around you, but if you got the God in your heart, you are the light of the world and sit it on a hill, they cannot be hid. And that that's meant a lot to me. That 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 opened up an aha moment. Mm. All the lights was out. Wow. The, <laughs> I like that. I like not that. Out. Wow. Not I out. like that. Wow. I like that. All right. Anyone else? I like that. Um, Lavelle, morning, Pastor, Pastor, it's Miss D. Hey. I wanted to, uh, I want to ask you just to give me those scriptures again, because when you started lining up all the 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 sins that we do and how it leads us down to stealing, cheating, lying, and all the other things, I got a phone call and I I saw that actually taking place, and I was trying to go back and forth. So give me those scripture again, please. And if you don't mind, you can regenerate that. It's Ephesians chapter four. Okay. And yeah, all you yeah, just started Ephesians chapter four and started verse twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah, so I had gotten a call and um I, I just heard everything you said coming from this individual on that call. I was trying to get them to, you know, go on mute and I was gonna merge them in because they could have heard this and it might have helped them in that instant as they were going through each one that you were listing off. So thank you. I'm gonna um share this with them in a few minutes well praise god all right anyone else good morning pastor lavelle this is sister melinda and uh god your declaration really resonated in my soul this morning but the part that really really truly blessed me was when you said that god will put more on you than you can bear Uh, oh just to see if you're going to stand strong and he has um proven himself to me ever since um, 2005, hallelujah, when my grandson at three months passed away next to me. That particular night, I relapsed, and my mother was in Seattle, and I was the last one leaving out the door to go. And she said, Melinda, you don't know what you want to do. You want to straggle from 
one side of the fence to the other. And I told her, I said, Mom, I'm not going to get intoxicated tonight. I promise I won't. But when I got home, the baby was already deceased and I didn't, he wasn't deceased yet. And I played with him a little bit. And she asked me the next morning when he, hallelujah, she said, do you remember playing with the baby? I said, no. But God is still faithful. He's saying, today, Melinda, I have freed you. I have delivered you. You're free today. And I just trusted him that I know I'm delivered. Hallelujah. I'm free today. Wow. And I'm just grateful. Because him is able. He's able. Hallelujah. I'm just trusting him and I'm just looking forward to what he has for my life for the remainder of it, residing in him. And I thank you for your declaration. Praise God. Praise God. All right. Bless you. Anyone else? Come on. Come on. Come on. We got a few more minutes. Morning, Pastor Lavelle, Rochelle. I just your declaration was awesome as usual, and I think um, you may have hung up last night, right before you know a little incident happened in regards to my dad. But that declaration was just so a reminder. Jude twenty four and twenty five. Now unto him is him, and besides him there is no other. Um, and you know, I just have to continue to. You know, even when people try to come in and say things and shift things and the enemy try to make you people, you know, say things to try to throw you off, I, 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 unto him, nevertheless, unto him, unto him. Um, and then when you talk about Revelation 3 and 20, oh my God, that the picture in itself of coming to your door and not knowing who is at the door and opening the door mm-hmm. and inviting in him. Mm-hmm. My God, All my right. God! So All I right. thank you for your declaration. You are such a a, a sponsor. I think that's the word for it. <laughs> but um, great declaration. I love the way you always break down when you um, preach and teach. Amen. Wow! Remember when he comes in, you give him an invitation. As yes, he takes over as the host. And then remember in the original language, unto. And, and according to in, in Jude, in Jude is somebody please mute your line. Uh, and and unto is not even in there. So what Jude was really saying was him is able. <laughs> oh, that that will make me shout all day long. Him is able. Somebody need to remember when you're going through today that him is able. When the devil try and play mind games, and I tell you the last couple of days because of everything that's going on in my life. Uh, funeral yesterday, I got two funerals this coming week. Family is unsettled. Uh, kids are not what you think they ought to be, you know, but it's their life, don't get me wrong. Uh, job is not what you ought to be, what it ought to be, and things like that. Church, I mean, you can't see the people like you want to see the people and stuff. Y'all, Satan has a way of playing mind games. 
He is a mind-bobbling trickster. That's why we're reminded to let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And the way Jesus handled the cross was through right perspective. Because the way Jesus handled the cross, the Hebrew writer says why. He was able to endure the cross. Why? Because he had set his eyes on the joy that was before him. All right. Anyone else? Come on. Come on. Hey, good morning. This is Kendra. That was me off mute because I needed to get in what I was going to say. Thank you so much for the declaration. And I just wanted to respond or speak on when you, like, when you said finally, like in that Ephesians 6, finally be strong, not in conclusion, but in addition to, on top of everything else that you did experience and you did went through, in addition to all that, be strong. So I thank God for that because I have to put on that armor every day. I recite that every day before I go anywhere because, you know, our warfare is not carnal. But I thank God for declare victory and the people that have the human uh, nudists, if I'm saying it correctly, and um, just the breaking down of the word. So uh, to God be the glory, and thank you very much, Pastor Lavelle. Oh, bless your heart. All hey, right, Lavelle. anyone else? This lady mm-hmm. again, yeah. When you, back to God won't give you more, that's something I think, I know growing up I would hear the old saints say it, and then just to know that it is, it's kind of like we are, you know, the truth is we are dealing with more all over the world, and that's why we really need God. Like we need him more than ever before, need him for real, for real. Not just talking, but really going to him. And I appreciate you. I didn't even realize yesterday when we were at the mortuary, Miss um, D, Tiny, with a lot of people, um, I, I couldn't go in. So thank God my son was there and he went with mom. But I, just this whole season, this, the scripture that you gave is, is, is good to make it through this week that's coming up. And um, just, it's a lot. It's a lot. But I am so grateful this morning um, to have a different mindset because of how you brought the word. And I wanted to just say to Sister Melinda to let Isaiah 61 and 3, I'm sure you know that scripture, but I heard you and I feel for you as as a mother who delivered a dead baby, but that was your grandson. I get it. I'm really praying for you and know that God truly will give you those beauty for ashes. It's real. It's real. So I'm glad for your breakthrough and I will definitely be lifting you up and calling out your name to God for your your healing, sis, because that's a lot to deal with. So I thank you and I love you all this morning. We have to really love each other like never before because we're not in this time alone. So I'm just grateful for you this morning, Lavelle, too. And Melinda, I love you. All right. Yeah. And and Didi, we we thank God for you, too. And we're praying for you. and, and the loss of your bonus dad, um, um, who was a great, great man, great soul. And we will uh, funeralize him this coming Thursday um, um, So at Wilson and Kratz. So we need to be in prayer for Didi and Mama D um, uh, for this coming week as they lay to rest dad and husband. All right. And... Um, and you're right, Didi, those who have not lost a child or a grandchild in that capacity um, really, really don't know. Um, and y'all know I just celebrate. Well, I'm not going to say celebrated. I mean, the anniversary of my son's death was New Year's Eve, and it was a hard day for me. But I made it. I got a chance to go to Rolling Hills and, and go to his grave. And I'm tired of looking at a marker there with his picture on there. 
and um um and then Didi when Didi uh, I'm doing I'm doing Didi's bonus dad's funeral on Thursday and where he's being buried at is directly across from where my son is buried where she told me they were going where they, where they're burying him at in the mausoleum is right directly across from where my son is being buried so um I I I know I know and 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 those of you we need to pray for those who are in the hour of bereavement who have lost loved ones and y'all uh don't fool yourself folks are still dying you need to still be careful you need to watch what you do where you're going and things like that folks are still dying be safe put your masks on and all of that you know um watch you you can't get to church but you can watch church um Matter of fact, y'all can watch my church tomorrow morning at nine o'clock. <laughs> I'm in a series on what's in your mouth, uh, part two this coming uh, uh, tomorrow. All right. Anyone else? Real quick? Yeah, Anyone I'm sorry, Val. One more thing before you. Uh, also, for those of you, and this is not to make anybody afraid, but just make you aware, if you have parents or family members in these rehab facilities or these hospitals, Try to be an advocate. You can't be there, but you need to check everything that they're doing, and um, just 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 make sure you, we can't we we can't be there, but you can be there in prayer. I I just ask the 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 family to be in prayer for all of us that have family members that we can't you know tend to because they're in facilities that the that God will cover and even be there for everything from cleanliness to sanitize to they're being well taken care of because we also have to remember that the caregivers and the the workers, the, the essential workers are overwhelmed as well. So I don't think it'd be intentional, but we just need to really, like, really be in prayer for our loved ones, our elderly uh, ones that really don't have a voice. So I just, that's on my heart this morning. So if any of you have family members, take, I'm praying, I'm praying for real because I know what it's like. So I'm just letting y'all know it's not a joke. Like never before, we need to really be praying to God for this time. I, I said, LaBelle, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting. No, no, that's all right, Diddy. That's all right. That's all right. Hi, this is yes. Pastor LaBelle. Uh, wait, Jeff, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Hold, wait, wait, hold on. Let let the lady go first, and then you go, okay? Is that all right? Sure. Okay. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Who was that? Hi. Hi, this is Sister Sylvia. And I want to thank you for your declaration. I have um, plenty of notes to go back and, and to look at, but I do have a couple of things I just wanted to comment on. Uh, the one thing that stuck out, first of all, is the interpretation, investigation, and application. And when <laughs> reading the Bible, yeah. letting it be like a mirror, how does it reflect me? Um, there's, like you said, and it said before, there's a lot going on. Um, you know, family is unsettled, the world is unsettled, um, but God. And then um, God's purpose, when it, when you uh, understand it, you don't let other people push you off your purpose. And I feel like, you know, that, you know, trying to be pushed off my purpose, but um, not letting other people push me off my purpose. And then the other thing is... Um, that I highlighted was the coyote that you talked about, the Roadrunner cartoon, and that God will provide an escape from the devil for you. I like that. 
The devil tries to make you think that people are out to get you. God is always with you, protecting you. I go through that, I think, a lot. I feel like people are out to get me um, because of my faith, because of my belief, because of my walk. And so I have to remember that God is always protecting me, and I don't have to even think about or, or wonder if people are out to get me, even if it's your own family. And then him is able. I wrote down, it's like a little child. You know, they say him him took my toy or uh, him this or her that before they learned proper English. Him is able. Him is able, yes. And don't run because the devil comes for you. Stand your ground. That I really like that part because that's where the armor comes in. And I've had to use that armor and I continue to. You have something in you that the world can't take. If you're saved, everywhere you go, you have the power of God. The world didn't give it to you, and the world can't take it away. Thank you so much for that. And then the last thing, uh, get you up from a dead situation. So I did have a question. If it's not bigger than a dead Jesus because of, what was it that you said on that part? At uh, the end? I said, um, if it's not bigger um, than a dead Jesus because, Oh, hold on. Because of your purpose. Yeah, because of your, yeah, I'm sorry. Hold on, I can tell you right now, because I, I wrote that part down. I said, um, I said, I don't care how bad it is, but if it's not bigger than the dead Jesus, you've got victory over dead situations. Okay. So I just wanted to conclude with saying that I am just so, so, so hungry. I'm literally starving for the word and for um, direction for what God has for me. I'm asking him daily to order my steps to have me, you know, send me where he wants me to go, do what he wants me to do. I feel like something is happening. Um, it's all good. And I'm just so um, vulnerable and open and just really, really wanting to just let him continue to take over and, and stand my ground, you know, stand my ground with him you know, being that power of attorney, I love that. I love that power of attorney. And if you can just tell me the name of your church, because I want to try to tune into that. Greater Harvest Fellowship Church. What are you on Facebook? Yes. Okay. Um, Sylvia, what, what's your last name, Sylvia? It's Britt. B R I T T. Okay. I'm gonna send you a friend request. I'm gonna send you a friend request under greater harvest and um um right okay i got you right there okay i just sent you a friend request thank you so much i just i'm just praying right. god every day to just move me out of the way and just take over right. not be a guest but the host Thank you. Yeah, right. Before before Jeff comes, uh, Sylvia, you, you, you mentioned that about running from the devil and stuff. Um, those of you who know, uh, I, I pastor, but I'm also, um, um, uh, I'm an, env an, an environmental specialist. I take care of the environment. Uh, okay, okay. That was, that was my, that was my professional term. Uh, uh, let me say it, my colloquial expression. I'm a garbage man. I drive a garbage truck. And when I start driving a garbage truck, um, very quickly, I, I was packing the can on my back. Y'all remember when we used to pack cans on our back. And so, and so I was in this particular yard and, and, and this dog 
took off running at me and and it scared the daylights out of me and i couldn't run because i wasn't fast enough I, I i didn't have my gun i didn't have no knife i didn't have no stick or anything so right when that dog jumped up to get me what i did not see was this long chain in the um in the grass and when he almost got me uh and jumped at me that chain snapped and it flipped that dog back two or three times well when i saw that chain choke that dog i, I got bad i got bad with him i said you want me come get me you want you want some of this come get some of this now now and y'all that's that's just like satan god has satan on a leash and satan can't do nothing to you without god's permission he's got him on a leash and every time satan you think satan is gonna get you god pulls that chain back and told him just like Job, he belongs to me wow. all right come on brother jeff uh pastor Lavelle, you said you are gonna have a service tomorrow at 9 a.m now could i connect with that service on zoom yeah, uh, I'll send you the Zoom information, Zoom or Facebook Live. It's on Facebook Live. Yeah, well, yeah, well I, 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 I have problems on on Facebook, but I, I, yeah, I can do the Zoom. So yeah, I would love to, you know, catch you on Zoom. Okay, I'll soon, I'll send the Zoom information. I'll put it, I'll put it in the victory room. Uh, okay. Well, so everybody can have the information is what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. All right. All Thank right. you. All right. Anyone else before we close? Yes. Good morning. Um, thank you, Pastor Lavelle, for your your declaration this morning. It was really on point. I just want to thank and praise God for His dunamis power as well as um, His exousia power. Thank you for that. Thank you, Jesus. And what about the what What about the kratos? I didn't get that, but thank you, Jesus, for that, too. Thank you, and Jesus. Do, that was a lot that and, you went over, Pastor. And and, and, and do to Maya. Yes. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah, Jesus, for all of his power. Amen. Uh, 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 anyone else before we close? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sylvia again. I have to say something about that dog on the leash real quickly. So years ago, my children were real little. I was in recovery trying in a program, actually. Came home for the weekend, got them from mom's house, took them to a park in San Francisco, right there on Laguna and Eddie, walking with the children, telling them about how God created the, the trees and the grass and everything. And there's nobody in the park. You can see there's nothing blocking. And out of nowhere, this big dog starts running towards me and my small children all the way up to us and then stopped and then a woman walked up she opened I said where's the dog's leash she opened her hand and had the dog's leash in her hand and when you told that story about that dog trying to get at you it just reminded me I'll never forget how that dog ran up towards us charging and then stopped I just wanted to share. Wow. wow. I was telling all my right. children about the glory of God and all he created, and that dog came at me. 
at us. Wow. Wow. All right. All right, let me say this, and, and we get ready to close. Those of you who have joined us in the 40 days of commitment and accountability, uh, I know Barbara and others, y'all, please mute your line if you can. Um, uh, I hope you have been uh, enjoying it. We're in day nine of the devotionals of commitment and accountability. Those of you who have joined my church to uh, do the devotionals and the eating and the exercise plan, the water, and all of that in the 40 days of returning the tide. It has been awesome. It has been an awesome journey in day nine. Uh, we're in a series in our ministry, um, in our church called What's in Your Mouth. Last week, we, we dealt with uh, presenting your bodies. I'm using the, the, the word praise as an acronym, P-R-A-I-S-E. Uh, last week I, I dealt with the letter P in praise. Tomorrow I'm dealing with the letter R. Uh, and in Nehemiah 8 and 6, he required the people to raise their hands, raise their hands. And so I'm preaching that tomorrow. So those of you who are friends with me on Facebook, uh, it's under Greater Harvest Fellowship Church or my name, Lavelle Jones. Um, um, uh, please join in, tune in from 9 to 10, just one hour, 9 to 10. Um, there's no reason why you should sit home and not get a word tomorrow. I'm encouraging you to get a word tomorrow. Get a word, all right? All right. Um, if there's no other questions, no other comments, I bless God for all of you. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy your day. Um, Take care of your family. Take care of your loved ones. As we said last night on Friday Night Live, if you've got something holding something against somebody, y'all let it go. Let it go. Uh, the word came in from L.A. Every eight minutes, somebody is dying. Somebody is dying every eight minutes. And y'all, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. So leave it alone. All right. Get it out of you. Don't take that with you. The Bible says don't die in the winter which means don't die with a cold heart. Did y'all hear that? Don't die with a cold heart. So I love every last one of you. Thank you for listening and, and, and participating today. I hope you were blessed. Uh, I don't know when I'm doing another declaration, but I thank um, uh, uh, y'all for allowing me to do this declaration today and, uh, and for asking me to do it. And uh, I pray that you have an awesome day in the Lord. Go to worship tomorrow. I don't care if it's from the side of your bed. Watch this. Go to worship, as I usually say. Go to worship. And when you get to worship, make sure you worship. And then when you, when you worship, make sure you see Jesus in the worship. Because if you go to worship and you don't see Jesus in the worship, you have not worshiped. Worship has to do with seeing God. All right. Love y'all. Have a wonderful day. Be blessed. Be blessed. God bless you. Have a blessed day. God bless you. God bless you, everyone. Have a blessed day.
walking in the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Faith is 
what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Faith is 
what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching light, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Faith is 
what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Supporting one another, a living faith is 
what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Praying for our youth, 
heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. Praying for our youth, 
Heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. Praying for our youth, 
Heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. Praying for 